Am I allowed to say what soaking is? Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're discussing a new reality series on Freebie called Jury Duty. This one kind of caught all of us by surprise. We think it's delightful, and we're going to tell you why. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Nick Glover. Not guilty. And Tim Wick. Guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. I mean, it's liable, I not mean, liable. liable. <laughs> and we are here to talk about a very hilarious mockumentary show called Jury Duty. Uh, it came out just this year. It's a re- It just came out April 7th. It pre- premiered on uh, a channel called Freevee, which is an Amazon channel, uh, which means it's easy to find and also pretty probably easy to pirate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't but even you don't even have those. to. It's freebie is free with uh, ads. With if you don't mind watching commercials, yep. yeah, it's it is it is free to watch commercials. Uh, it is a mockumentary courtroom drama, basically. Uh, it is uh, like the Truman Show. There is one guy who is not an actor, and every single other person in the courtroom, the entire jury, the defendant, the plaintiff, the lawyers, the judge, the bailiff. They are all actors, but the one guy doesn't know this. And so the actors are in character. It seems like probably pretty close to 24 hours a day. I'm guessing the ones when they sleep, they probably can break character together. But uh, they are uh, and it is they have to roll with anything that Ronald, the the one guy, the Truman, as it were, (laughs) has to could possibly throw at them. And the story is that they are on a. A civil case, uh, just a, a real, a pretty. It's like what is it? Like a five million dollar civil case or something? Yeah, not it's uh, yeah, yeah. And so it feels like high stakes. And James Marsden is there as himself, and because he's famous uh, through a series of escalating events, they decide they have to sequester the jury. So the jury is then sequestered, and that's how they get away with a lot of this uh, mockumentary style behind-the-scenes uh, television. Guys, uh, I loved this show. I know Nick loved it, too, but t- so, Tim, we I was so happy when Tim was like, did you guys see Jury Duty? I was like, yes, let's do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I was saying uh, just before we started recording, uh, Pat, my wife, friend of the show, Pat, uh, came and, and said, came came because we have family movie night almost every night. Uh, usually we're watching shows, uh, but, uh, she came down and was like, Hey, after we watched Ted Lasso tonight, I want us to watch the first episode of the show. I watched the first step of the show and I really liked it. And, uh, I want y'all to watch it. And if you like it, then, then we'll watch it together. And if not, then I'm going to finish it. Um, nice. And, and she showed it and, you know, she described a little bit of it because they describe it right in the beginning. This isn't a spoiler. The first the first crawl of the yeah. entire show is you can't do an actual documentary about people being on jury duty. 
So right. we did basically the next best thing. We created a fake trial and put one guy in there who didn't know it was fake. Um, and he clearly doesn't know anything about the law either. Right. <laughs> because yeah. there's a lot of things that happen where you're like, that would never happen. They would never do that. They would uh, yeah. never do that. So yeah. it's it's great. Yeah. And so he... Uh, so, so they tell you that this is going to happen. And my first thought is, oh, this is, this is going to be dumb. They're going to, they're going to just fuck with this guy for, for, you know, yeah. eight weeks. And, and they do, they, they fuck with him like you would not believe, but it works and it doesn't become offensive. Um, because there's a sweetness to all these crazy characters that, that he's interacting with. Um, that's what, that's how, so our friends who pitched it to us were like, the guy is such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, you have to understand, they're like, you know, mm-hmm. we you know you don't like reality TV, but this guy, he's such a good person that like, you're actually really rooting for him on a personal level. And I, I think that, that came through to us right away in that yeah. first episode. Yeah. It's, it, if they had gotten any other person, this show would have been miserable to watch. Uh, and, and. You know, uh, there's another show with a similar premise. It's the the Joe Schmo show or whatever. And that one felt, you know, from what I understand, like we don't watch a, real, a lot of reality show, but um, that was like very exploitive. It felt very unethical. And this didn't have that feeling. It felt very wholesome the whole time, largely in part due to this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so his name is uh, Ronald, Ronald Gladden. Ronald Gladden, yep. Um, and yeah, th- th- like I say, these, the, there's all these characters doing this crazy-ass stuff. And, you know, they're asking him to do stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Sure, I'll help you out. He, Of course, they make him the four-person of the jury, which, you know, it doesn't make any sense that he, you know, actually you don't get picked as a four person until the jury requi- retires for deliberation, whatever. And the, and the judge is telling him that he's responsible for all the jurors. They're like, no, they would never, never tell a four person that, but, but he takes the responsibility so seriously. Um, yeah. Well, he feels like he's the I den like mother. He's, he's the den mother of this jury now. And he's got to He's got to watch out for them all the time. They also, because it's set in, like Los Angeles, basically, like or in Cal, it's in California. So like you get the sense, like there being people that maybe you recognize, like, because there's an actor, Kirk Fox, who's been on Reservation Dogs, he's been on a bunch of shows, he's been mm-hmm. on Reno 911, and so like at first I was like, wouldn't you recognize? I mean, James Marsden, obviously he recognizes right away. That's his whole shtick is that I'm James Marsden, I'm too famous <clears throat> to be here. But like there's like this other guy that I'm like, oh, I would recognize him too. But like that would happen. That happens sometimes when you're in, you know, California or New York, you know, you, you're going to see people and they're just, then maybe you're like, oh, I think I know that guy from a show, but you're not going to say anything. Right. So like that also worked even like, even if he had happened to have known other actors from other things, uh, it made sense that they were there. Well, and I think the I really, really lo- sorry, the, I think the really clever thing about casting James Marsden as himself in this is it made it easier to not think that about the other actors because there was somebody there who is so clearly a famous movie actor who is 
playing yes. himself. You don't know that he's playing himself, but, you know, who is playing himself that it becomes much easier to not think that about anybody else. Yeah. Well, and he's mm-hmm. playing such an exaggerated version of himself, similar to uh, the show Extras, uh, how there would always be uh, celebrities on that who were being like dick versions of themselves. Uh, yeah. Patrick, yeah. Patrick Stewart, Stewart. <laughs> is like is plays an in, like plays a pervert on that show. Like so like James Marsden being like kind of stuck up and like, I mean, you, you know me, right. And like when he would say what movies he's from, what, what else, what else do you know me from? What else do you <laughs> like? And all that kind of stuff. And then it turns out this dude has some, like, he's still, he has on like Blu-ray this, this movie that James Mars, that yeah. Yeah. Road trip that James Mars was in this, like, like this crass juvenile comedy from forever ago. Then like he brings in because he's like this. No, I got it. It's like it's so obvious that they found someone who just loves him. And so he's willing to cover for him on a bunch of things. It's really great. Uh, I really loved at the end how they were running through all the different challenges and showing him like every time we threw something at you, you chose the, the best possible person path like you took the blame for the giant shit in the toilet. <laughs> like you, you were willing to help. Like you, you were willing to help this guy with his girlfriend. You know, with the like the fight. Like you, you counseled people. You were kind. You, you know, it, you took on the four person job even though you were terrified. You didn't rat James Marsden out even though you knew he called the paparazzi on himself. All that stuff. It was so great. Yeah, he <laughs> really... he always chose the kindest path every time. Yes. Which is, it, it's like it's they a, lucked into the perfect guy. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I think is, it's this like perfect example of a show that can never happen again. Yeah. Because, because they won't be able to get away with it again. I mean, it's just, people would might be too aware. And also it just wouldn't have the same charm if they tried to do it again. Maybe if they did it with something different, maybe if it wasn't jury duty. Right. And it was some other thing, but like jury duty is the best possible thing because everyone's in there together no one has a choice uh Mm -hmm. no one is actually sick no one's dying you're not lying about anybody being hurt or sick or something in a way that you're actually preying on somebody's goodwill you're just you're genuinely asking everybody to be as reasonable and fair as they can be about the facts which is just such a great way of showing like you know and 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 i don't know i just think it's such a genius idea i was just delighted the whole time who was your favorite juror not (laughs) ronald of the jurors uh, besides Ronald, who was your favorite juror? Uh, crutch pants guy. I'm trying to remember his name. Oh uh, my God. Uh, the, the guy who was into like transhumanism. Yeah. Uh, Todd, Todd. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, the guy was, who looked like, he, yeah. <laughs> he was so clearly, clearly spectrumy. And oh, yeah. the way Ronald just encouraged him, he was just like, all right, yeah, you want to, you want to do this thing? And, you know, again, the, the idea where all he chose was kindness because it starts with him being next door neighbors with this guy and the guy passes him really weird, not creepy, but weird notes under the door yeah. and he plays along. He's like, all right. Yeah. That's what this guy needs. And, and I love that he like he encourages him, but not to the point where it's like 
toxic. There's a point where he's like, do you think I should keep wearing the chair pants? And he's like, I don't think so, man. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, I don't think the judge liked it. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe I'll change. And he's like, yeah, yeah, buddy, you should change. Like, it's, yeah. Nick, what about you? Uh, I really liked uh, Noah and Jeannie, but like Noah specifically, I thought was very funny. The right off the bat, like, like, do you guys know of any ways to get out of jury duty? Well, you know, it's one time in Family Guy, but you know, don't do that, don't do that. And then he, he says it. He, oh my God! What if I was um? What if I was racist? And he's like, what? And he's like, what if um? Ne- never mind. Never mind. <laughs> like, just, yeah, yeah. Well, and like even that, which you could argue is like the worst thing Ronald does. Even that, he prefaces it with like, well, I only know of one thing, but you shouldn't do it. You know, like, and he's like, it's on Family Guy, which should tell any reasonable person, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess that part was something that they had actually written into the script and cut at the last minute, they were saying. And yeah. then, and then but he, the they're like, that was. That was a plot point they were going to have him do anyway. And then he Hilarious. just, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I really, I really love, uh, the teacher Ross, uh, the teacher who keeps talking about his wife yeah. and how much he misses his wife and how good everything is. And he, and he misses his kids or he tries to, he says he can't, he says he can't do jury duty. Cause he has, he has like, so he has 30 kids. They're like, you have 30 kids. Like, well, I'm a teacher. And they're like, sit down. Sir. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> his whole thing. We're like, where like you find out his wife has left him mm-hmm. and that they're and that like you find out at this like party and everything and like the way that that got handled that that it could have been so easy to be like make fun of him a little bit or call him a pussy or whatever you know typical macho guy stuff but instead he's just like I'm really sorry to hear about that man like it's it'll be okay like it'll be all right we'll we'll figure it out like just it's so great yeah I also really love Jeannie though. Uh, Jeannie, yeah. the Jeannie, the uh, right away. Who's just like, sees the cute little innocent guy. And is like, I just want to corrupt him. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, I just want to ruin him. And she's just salacious. Like she's when she answers the door and it's like her tits are practically out. And she's just like, what's going on? Hey, what's up? And, and Ronald's just like, Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> like just she's, she's like in a bikini, a full on bikini. Yeah. Isn't she? Yeah. yeah. It's, she, it's, what did they show her in her audition tape? She's wearing like fake full, boobs. Yeah, she's wearing her fake like, boobs. Like G G cup fake boobs. And she's like, I think these are pretty funny. <laughs> it's just like Yeah. Um it was such a good time and and uh I really I really think that it is a fun uh it is a f- so a lot of times embarrassment humor like this is mm. just full on cringe with no moments of sweetness uh and this is very little cringe even when you're cringing you're cringing mostly because of what he must be thinking of the other people not what they're making him do or making him admit you're not you don't ever feel embarrassed for ronald if anything you feel like his embarrassment for them and him being like, oh man, that's, you know, this, this, like, who knew James Marsden takes enormous shits, like, oh like, like, like foot tall shits, you know, like, and knowing that he could, he could sell that information and, you know, whatever, make money. But he's just like, no, we're, don't worry, man. I'm not going to say anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'll take, I'll take the blame for it. 
I will yes. I will say that yes. it is my enormous one foot foot tall shit that uh, it, it, remarkable. It's the guys just like, damn, how how do you keep making the decent choices? And yeah. in the middle of it, he turns into an investigator and he figures out. I mean, they 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 throw all sorts of hints, right? Yeah, because this the I mean, in the case, the defense attorney is a complete idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. completely useless. So much so that the defendant decides to defend themselves. Even though yeah. he's clearly not capable of it. Yeah. But still thinks maybe he can do a better job. Um, and it, it, it sets itself up to be uh, like it's clear that the defendant's guilty, right? But they they dropped all these breadcrumbs to show that he wasn't. And yeah. it's up to this one guy to figure it out. And he did. Uh, he did. He did. And like there were a couple times where it seemed like they kind of had to lead him a little bit to a piece of evidence. But even then, they weren't like no one was ever saying to him, don't you think maybe those barrels had bad chemicals or don't you think like it was more like, look at these weird circles on the floor, man. And he'd yeah. just be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, hold on. Like, yeah, it was, it was, and he genuinely wanted to do the right thing. That's the other thing. Like, it was really, once he became, at first, he's, he, in his little head interview, he's like, when they said they're going to pick a four person, all I could think was, I just don't want it to be me. Just please, God, not me, anybody but me. And then they pick him. And instead of him being like, I can't do this or no, your honor, he's just like, Okay, even though he says he's he's terrified of speaking in front of people and that he hates being in the center of attention and he hates leading. <laughs> yeah. And he just he just does it. Yeah. He just does it. It's like he's given the he's given the challenge and he steps up. I mean, it's it's like to to use a sport every curveball they threw him, he just yeah. he hit it out of the park. Was there uh, anything? Was there anything you didn't like? Was there anything that rubbed you the wrong way, or any moment where you were just kind of like, "eh"? I'm trying to think. I mean, I think there were some moments that I thought it got a little. It, it maybe got a little bit dull. I thought the the like helping James do his screen test bit. Was, yeah, it, I, I, there, there could have been half as much time spent on that. Yeah, and I would have been fine. I wish, I wish that had just been left at him walking around conspicuously with his script that he's not supposed to tell anybody about <laughs> yeah. and that kind of thing. Uh, I found the soaking bit to be a little over the top. Cause it was just kind of like, it felt like they were forcing <laughs> him to be involved in this sex thing. That was a little weird, but like, not, yeah. it wasn't bad. It was just, that was like, if I, that was just a little, a little over the top. Yeah. A little Nick, bit. What, what about you? Anything? Nothing specific. I just feel like they, they, they could have made it a little bit less sensational in in that in in some of those ways where it was like i feel like they maybe pushed it a little bit too far you know like a little bit too i don't know obviously reality right in a few moments just sure. nothing specific like when the guy fell yeah that was sure. a moment where it was like wow I, we don't need to prey upon his worry about a fellow human being so much you know like yeah uh, yeah. So if you've listened to all of this, 
uh, with the intention of of uh, not really knowing what you were getting into. I realize we've said a lot of things that happened, but frankly, none of this should damage or lessen your enjoyment of the show. Truly, uh, so much happens. And it's all so funny. And the way that these actors roll with it, and frankly, the reveal episode, it's so worth it just to watch Ronald's face as each little thing is revealed to him more and more. The one that I think is the funniest is when he realizes that the the, the Asian man who acted as though he had a thick accent and wasn't very good at, at English is uh, com- completely no accent. Uh, just classic California, you know, and he's like, that's mm-hmm. not what? And it's like, wait, well, wait a minute. And then he's like, what's, well, what's your name's not Ken. And he's like, no, he's like, what is it? He's like, it's actually Ron. <laughs> like, they have the same name. And that just blows his mind. Yeah. It, uh, well, I think the final episode, uh, maybe what really sold this show for me. I mean, I, I was enjoying it, but the final episode where it's just like, after the reveal and they're going through how they put this together and they're, you know, again, they, they basically start by saying, dude, you, you were amazing. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you, 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 we, we, you did things that we didn't expect at almost every turn, but they're talking about things like, you know, there's a party where James Marsden shows up and he's a complete asshole because he's really yeah. pissed about not getting a part there's a birthday party and he flips the cake and you know, the entire script is based on how does Ron react? Cause if Ron's kind of like, eh, whatever, then they're going to leave it be. But if Ron has any problem with what James did, then James has to come back and bring a new cake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause, cause they want him, they want him to actually not think the worst of James. Mm-hmm. So James has to do the decent thing and come back and bring a cake. Um, and, and how, you know, those, those things of, they had all this stuff thought through, you know, they, they thought through, well, we got to see how he reacts. He reacts when James flips the cake and, and then, yeah, I will also say that it being him thinking that they were doing a documentary about what it was like to be on jury duty, gave them a lot of grace in terms of things that happened that like the cameras being around, uh, uh, there being like, uh, interviews where they're asking, like, what do you think about this happening? Which I think you might be more willing to accept kind of crazy things happening. Cause in your mind, you're like, oh my God, it's crazy. This is happening on this documentary. You know, like that's, that's, oh, I can't believe they're getting all this, you know? And so like, if they had, they wouldn't have been able to do it as like a hidden camera show where he didn't know he was being filmed for a TV right. show. That wouldn't right. have worked. Yeah, it 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 did seem to to really help loosen it up because even he was like, God, all this stuff, you know, like we're not gonna we're not gonna get it get the get the case tomorrow. There's no way we're gonna get the case tomorrow. Some some other crazy thing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So he knows that all this crazy shit's happening, and he accepts it as this is this is real shit that's just yeah. happening. Um, the other shows that are like this, according to Wikipedia, we also we already mentioned the Joe Schmo show, which actually had two seasons, and that was uh, the 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 second the second season, I guess, was like a Bachelor, hmm. a fake Bachelor style show, um, and then the first show it was Lap of Luxury, was the uh, what they thought they were doing. Um, the only problem with that was is it was kind of like 
it was a little bit too stereotypes. Mm. Like the people's characters even have archetypes assigned to them. Like the rich bitch, the gay guy, the veteran, you know, like, and so that, that just, there's not any good nuance there. Apparently there's a show called invasion, Iowa created by the same people. Huh. Uh, that was uh, in 2004, William Shatner played a hoax on a town of Riverside, Iowa, by claiming to film a science fiction movie there. The huh. movie was fake, and in front of and behind the cameras, Shatner and his entourage performed a parody of Hollywood and celebrity culture. So basically, they were classic celebrity fucking dickholes in this mm. small Iowa town to get what their reactions would be. Um, and I don't see anything, anything about it beyond that. Uh, it's very, it's very limited. The Wikipedia page. I'd never heard of it. Um, and I was watching spike TV back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, it's really cool. I hope we see more inventive shows like this because I, I don't know. I love mockumentary. That's a style of movie and TV show that I've always loved. It's what the office is. You know, it's what Parks and Rec is. Uh, Mm -hmm. All of the Christopher Guest movies are mockumentaries. Uh, And so I really enjoy that style. Injecting a little bit of a reality show into that was pretty cool. But uh, I I will always watch a mockumentary. So if if listeners, if you know of any others that are really good, please let me know because they are 100% my jam. Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is... Drop Dead Gorgeous, yeah. It's not really good, but it is still entertaining. Are you I, kidding me? That's one of my favorite fucking movies. No, I love it. I love it. I just, I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 it's not as great as some of like the Christopher Guest movies, I guess. Well, of course maybe. not. Of course yeah. not. But, uh, Christopher Guest is a master. But Drop Dead uh, Gorgeous, I, I really do enjoy that movie. So that's yeah, a good yeah. one. I hope this means more kind of wholesome reality TV. I mean, I, I think yeah. like, the popularity of this and things like the Great British Bake Off and Ted Lasso and Ted, you know, yeah. I mean, even not necessarily re- reality shows, sure, but like I feel like there's a market for uplifting shit that isn't you know toxic, competitive garbage. People will watch it. It doesn't have to be exploitive. It can be uplifting. The, the the audience is there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's really important for, I mean, there's always a swing, right? That's the thing is like culture shifts and it shifts back and forth. It's kind of a pendulum. And I think that, you know, for a while, everybody was into really, you know, mean kind of, there was a time where like mean spirited embarrassment humor was really popular and we saw a lot of it. But I do think that the, the ongoing pandemic and, uh, people just feeling very vulnerable still after that and wanting more human connection has led to some of this more wholesome stuff. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see where this takes us. Yeah. I, and just my favorite, almost <laughs> one of my favorite things about this show is like the last thing on the last episode is showing pictures of Ron getting together with all the uh, people who had, yes. who had been smoking him for, for three weeks and they're just hanging out and having beers together. And they're, they're all, they're all palling it up because every single one of them, by the end of this thing, they just loved him. And that's, that's the one thing I was worried about uh, at the end where I was like, man, I hope this goes okay. Because like, I could see him being like, Oh, so I don't have 11 new friends. I have, 11 people who've been lying to me for three weeks and like that you could tell that was his initial 
Like he kind of was like, none of this, none of this was real. And one of the jurors immediately was like, but, but the way we feel about you is real. Like you are real. And therefore the way we interacted with you is real, but the characters we were playing weren't real. No, but like everything, I mean, everything we said to, you know, all the times we laughed, all the times we were drinking or eating or having fun together, like that was real. And that's just got to be such a mind fuck you know, to try to wrap your head around. It's, it's very, did you ever watch the MTV show catfished? No. Uh, so I watched a little bit of that. It was a show about, uh, people who were catfishing somebody who wanted to come clean. And so they Mm. could, they could apply. It didn't, whether they'd been catfishing for gain or just lying about who they were to somebody, but usually it was like people who were like, I've been like, this is my girlfriend. Like we've been dating, long distance for two years. And she thinks I look like this and she thinks my name is this. And she thinks I do this and I do none of those things. And I look like this and I, my name is, and I am, I love her. And every, everything I've said to her is real except for that first part. And like, I want to talk to her. And so it was this fascinating study because like, you know, about half the time the people were like, obviously like, I'm really shocked by this, but like I could, tell something was up you know you never wanted to do video you know when you never really wanted to see me that one time when I said I could come up for the weekend and you were like suddenly busy when you hadn't been busy before I said that you know like but like a lot of the times they were like I had no idea and I am betrayed you know and I honestly don't know how I would feel either direction by that but it's such a fascinating thing for people to create a real connection and have a real relationship based on a lie that then just like gets away from you and you're like, okay, but now I want them to know the real me. I'm not afraid anymore because they do love me. It's very, there's a lot of layers that's really interesting to me about the way human minds work. Well, and I think that, uh, you know, it's uh, again, you know, the, the, they lucked out with Ron, right. Mm -hmm. It speaks to the decency of who he is that when they reveal it, he could have been just like, pissed as hell and i mean granted they kind of soften the blow by telling him they're going to pay him hundred thousand dollars but uh but he could have been just like infuriated and he wasn't you know he was asking a lot of questions yeah but but his 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 response was to be amused by it and was to continue to think the best of the people around him (laughs) kind of yeah i would love to know more about the selection process like once they got once they got because they did a craigslist ad and they got, you know, like hundreds of responses. But once they got it down to like three or four people, what was the criteria? Like, did they do psych tests or personality tests? Did they ask them about what they knew about the law? Like, like what I would love to see a behind the scenes episode of like, how did we get to Ronald? Like, what, mm-hmm. what, who was the guy they didn't pick? You know, and is that guy somewhere watching that show and going, holy shit, I I, I answered that Craigslist ad like I was going to be in that documentary. It was, I would love to know what it was that ultimately they took a chance on Ronald and decided this is our guy because it did pay off. And you're right. And and it, it it's uh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But that is jury duty. You can watch it on freebie. Uh, and it is very, very good. If you've been listening to this whole thing, uh, you might, like I said, you might be like, well, why don't you even need to watch it now? You do. You should go watch it. It's great. It's short. Yeah, it's, it's like eight, it's like eight minute thirty episodes. minutes. Yeah, that's it. Yep, and and you'll want it. we binged it. I mean, we had to stop ourselves at one point because I was like, I could watch this 
up until two in the morning, but like, I want to save it a little bit because it's just so good. Uh, it's really fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to uh, support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash geeks.god. As always, we're on Facebook. Well, not so much on Twitter these days, but we know we never know. Uh, you can offer us suggestions for episodes. If you've been like, if you've been a long time listener, or even a short time listener, and you're like, man, I really wish they'd do an episode on my favorite movie or a topic I thought of, please Send it to us. We'd love to know what you want to hear from us. Uh, that's something we're always interested in hearing from our fans. We will be at Convergence uh, in July this year. If you are local or if you're not, if you're going to Convergence, we will be recording live at Convergence uh, at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Minneapolis. It's a wonderful time. If you're on the fence about going, I highly suggest checking it out because we have day passes available Day this passes. Year. You can just come the, the day world. we record and that's it. For the first time in the history of the convention, you can get a day pass. However, a day pass is going to cost you uh, a lot of money. So you, know, you might as well just get a four-day pass. I mean, honestly, it's not it's that really much better. More. It's a much better deal. But if you're just like, I can only do one day, that is available to you now. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us all this time. Please join us next week when I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about Ted Lasso. Thank you so much, <laughs> and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye! Bye. Somebody kept that gigantic shit as a souvenir. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more geeks without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I hope I stay negative like my personality.